Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us this week, everybody. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. And today on the podcast, we take a break from discussing the very best in video game music, <laughs> and we listen to the very familiar... <laughs> yes. This is all music that we compose. This is Original Showcase 8. We've been doing this, you know, really since the beginning on the podcast. Every season. Just, yeah, once a season. We have a little opportunity to share with you guys uh, some of the music that we've been composing lately. Yeah, what we've been up to. You know, especially this playlist, this is all fairly recent stuff. You know, there's a mm-hmm. couple tracks here and there from albums maybe like a year ago or something. Sure. But for the most part, this is all kind of what we've currently been up to musically. Uh, we'd like to check in. If anyone's a new listener, you might not be aware that Will and myself, and actually Marty as well, we're all composers. So in addition to loving video game music, we write music uh, of our own. So it's always fun once in a while, you know, once a season. And we divide seasons every 25 episodes to show you guys kind of what we've been up to because I think some of you probably get a kick out of uh, hearing some of this stuff well and I do think it's important since I mean I do think you know whatever you think about our music I think one of the um, the things that's unique about our show is not only that we're talking about video game music but uh, we compose ourselves and we actually compose a lot of music in the style of you know classic yeah. retro video game music Homages, or you know working you for games working on games ourselves so I, I do think that's sort of an interesting perspective that we have, and I think sharing and discussing our own music will hopefully, you know, give some context yeah. as to where we're coming from hopefully. when we make some of the points we that's make That's kind of on one of the aims of doing these episodes. Like this, what you're hearing right now, this is actually from a recent album I released called Tone Bank. This is a track I composed called Nothing to Worry About. And this is interesting because this isn't modeled after any specific thing, but because it was made with this old Casio kind of FM keyboard, it feels like old video game music. Sure. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite tracks of the album. Me too, man. Yeah, I, I think it's it's almost hard for you to not sound like video <laughs> games anymore. You know, I, I, I definitely, I noticed that I almost have that problem too. Like, if, if I'm not really um, conscientious about it, I think if I'm just kind of going with my natural instincts, mm-hmm. it really sounds... Um, John Williams? At the very least, uh, like, it sounds very Japanese. Or sure. it sounds like Kochi Kondo or something. Um, but yeah... I, I'm really excited for today. I, oh, I me think too. what's, this what's is be fun, so fun is seeing the evolution of these episodes, you know, in our first original showcase, we were doing some stuff, a pr- pretty cool stuff. Um, and then like, as we evolved, it got more specific and more video gamey. Yeah. And now, you know, the last few, I feel like it's been almost getting away from this impressionist thing where it's not really sounding as much like specific genres or anything. It's just kind of showing a diversity of different styles and sure. stuff that we like to do. Like last, I think last time we played one from your funk album that you had released That's at true. the time. So yeah. And this is really interesting. Blast. You know, that album, um, not that what you were just talking about, but what we just heard now, Tone Bank, this is actually the only track I'm playing of this today because really? I have, yeah, I have so much other stuff that I've been writing recently that I wanted to unveil. So oh. yeah, I kind of kind of surprising. I gotta but. say, I might be a little disappointed. <laughs> I was looking forward to listening well, to some Well, hopefully, you won't be disappointed in the tracks I'm bringing in. But oh, yeah, I'm I just sure I, I had so many. I don't know. I've had a really prolific fall just writing a lot of music, and mm-hmm. some of it had a home on various projects and albums, and some of it didn't. So some of that right. I'm going to be showing today. So. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to start off with a track of yours. I'm going to start things off with uh, the most recent thing I've done. I just completed this two days ago. Um, And I honestly wrote it for this occasion. I was looking at some of the things I was going to present. And there's a lot of, you know, like 
orchestral stuff, symphonic stuff, mm-hmm. piano-y songs. And I-, I wanted to do something just like classic video games. Good. Um, so I kind of, I just for the fun of my own imagination, I like to make up fake games and titles. So I came up with this idea of something, because it's, it's not super like Castlevania, but you know, it's like a classic old 8-bit video game. So the, the, the faux game would be called Dr. Acula's Malevolent Manor. <laughs> and the name of the track is called Minions and Malefactors. This is uh, I made cool, this on Fami Tracker, and it's in the style of, you know, a classic 1980s uh, arcade style kind of action game. Awesome, dude. Let's take a listen. just too much fun you guys are listening to will's track from his made-up game dr acula's malevolent manor and what was this track called will it's called minions and malefactors dude this is so much fun oh my god <laughs> it really reminds me of minami matsume yeah exactly Where, was dude, that kind of what you're thinking i think of? i started off thinking like i wanted to do something kind of creepy castlevania-ish i, I wasn't really committed to you know like copying the sounds of it's Castlevania. It's much groovier it. than creepy. But it ended up just like realizing, I don't know, how much juice was left in that kind of Mega Man tank. Sure. And it ended up feeling sort of like a spiritual predecessor. Yeah, I, we should we should mention successor. if we have any new listeners, we've actually made a few homage albums over the years. We made an album called Mega Buster, mm-hmm. which was our kind of homage to Mega Man music. So we made an entire NES Mega Man album. If any of you are curious, you can go on our website and check that out. Uh, I think later on, Will might be sharing one of his tracks from We've already yeah, actually, shared yeah. most of it on the show before in previous yeah, installments. I, I was just I was really happy with how this uh, came out because it's funny. This is I, ha- excellent, I haven't man. done anything. Well, thank you. I haven't done anything on Family Tracker in probably like a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, that's true. And so it was really humbling because I got right before this, I've been working on this orchestra piece and I finished it and was really proud of it. But then to come back to Family Tracker, something that you think would comparatively be simpler, mm-hmm. and I just felt like such a fool. I've forgotten all of the short keys. Really, like, I, I was like, I was. It was such a struggle to figure out, like, ugh, what am I even doing here? And so it was a really satisfying process, humbling of just, like, having to relearn everything again, but really satisfying and feeling like, yeah, you know what? I can kind of climb back up and 
get back to the point where I was doing something functional. Sure, that's so cool. I'm so I was happy to hear a new uh, NES tune. And I think that's man. the only one um, on the podcast today that Carl's never heard that before. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure to present it to him, you know, live. Very on the cool. Air. That was a blast. Thanks for thanks for doing that, man. That's great. Uh, cool. Well, now we're gonna move on to a track that I wrote. Uh, this one I made this past fall, and it's kind of a quasi chip tune. It has some um, chip tune elements, also some other instruments, some rock stuff as well. It's called Out in the Open, and this is one of the tracks that I wrote this past fall that doesn't really have a home. Uh, I just kind of worked on it. I think I was sure. off work for a couple days, and I was just kind of writing music. I think I got a new um, MIDI keyboard, and I was right. just kind of having some fun uh, working on music. So this is a track called Out in the Open. I hope you guys enjoy. guys are listening to out in the open which is a chip tune that i wrote this past fall nice job man gosh i, I really man. i know you use a, a program called chip sounds for a lot of your different synth sounds but yeah particularly all the nes stuff just it i'm kind of jealous because it sounds so similar uh, uh-huh. honestly to family tracker but i know that it's a lot it's you know, a lot less more tedious. intuitive yeah, yeah that is true yeah i mean i think if you just have like kind of simple 
uh, like one maybe melodic line that you're doing or something. And if it's a track like this that's not trying to be NES through and through, then it's definitely the way to go. Well, and you know? just something like that kind of portamento thing, which I imagine yeah. is so easy to it's, do. It's quite easy here. Chips, where it's like, I, I always have problems with my portamento because there's kind of the difficult way to do it, which is to customize whether you're porting up or down mm-hmm. and then just kind of fiddle with it. Or there is something you can do to have an automatic portamento, but it almost always screws up and not when to I mention, make the NSF. Like this track has a solo that I just recorded on my mini keyboard and then brought it into chip sounds. So mm-hmm. it was actually really fun. It's the first time I've ever done an NES solo before. Nice. So that was kind of a fun. That maybe that was yeah, maybe the gimmick me of, of this track. Of, uh, the soaring through the star stuff of having the mixture ah. of production sounds and hearing like reverb on the NES. Sure. Stuff. Yeah. Really fun. Cool. Thanks, dude. Well, I think we're going to move on to a track of yours now, right? Well, I'm going to play something from Child of the Chozo, the album that I released last year. I guess it was in 2014. Yeah, that's Um, true. uh, This was my sort of comprehensive Metroid uh, tribute album. I've played quite a bit from this, and I think I had a bonus episode a little while ago, so I'm only going to play one track from this today. But this is one of my favorites. It's called Atop the Planet's Frigid Cliffside. This is one of my favorites, too. Yeah, this is sort of in the last leg of the album when it's trying to evoke the style of, you know, Metroid Prime. Um, And this was, this track was sort of my attempt at doing kind of like a snow area, something like Fendrana Mm -hmm. Drifts. Absolutely. We hope you guys enjoy Atop the Planet's Frigid Cliffside. Thank you. 
Oh my gosh, dude! This might be my, one of my favorites on this album that you Thank made. You. This is a, a top the fridge, uh, the planet's frigid cliffside. Will composed this track from his album *Child of the Chozo*. And if you're a fan of Metroid Prime or specifically the music composed by Kenji Yamamoto, you're gonna just definitely agree with me that this nails the vibe that Kenji established well, in that game. *Child of the Chozo* is a thing for me where it's like. I almost have to hold everything I'm doing currently back up to it because I don't want to mm-hmm. feel like I'm getting worse. But like the the stuff, the prime kind of stuff from Child of the Chozo is some of the music I'm most proud of. I'm not um, surprised. Just because it was a lot of work to not only compose in that style, but to recapture all the sounds. And it was so much fun every step of the way. Like with this, a lot of those ambient sounds, just searching through different uh, mm-hmm. virtual instruments, weird synthesizers and finding some of that stuff. Like the the general MIDI sound of the piano um, for the main melody in this was also using different keyboards, different things. I wanted to find something just that almost had enough. no character to it that just sounded completely almost like timbreless, like it could be like a harp or something. Well, I remember you were trying to find a specific era too of piano for general MIDI because right. it couldn't sound too good and also couldn't sound too bad. Like 2002 is a really kind of interesting real right. ground in general. Yeah, I didn't MIDI. want it to sound like you know, like cakewalk or something exactly. you hear on like finale, but I also didn't want it to necessarily sound like a keyboard. That one section of the dun 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 always reminds me of the Chozo. Yeah, you know exactly. those, those parts that, of that's Prime. I wanted to capture that it, kind of the vastness, beauty, the yeah. ancient vastness of the world, which is so awesome. Well, I'm man. glad you like it. Yeah, yeah, it ends up being one of my favorites too. Cool. Well, we're gonna move on to a track of mine. Yeah, for for the most part, a lot of my tracks I'm bringing in today are just kind of standalone pieces of music that I wrote this fall and recorded this fall. That's exciting. So this is yeah another such track. It's called Wait Here, and it's another kind of hodgepodge because it does use some FM instruments as well as some more modern instruments. Uh, so yeah, it's just a piece of instrumental music called Wait Here. Let's take a listen. <laughs>
Cool. You guys are listening to Wait Here, which is an original track of mine that I made a couple months ago. You know what I like about this? I like that uh, the groove, the sort of rhythm section and everything feels um, not really video gamey at, like, mm-hmm. at all. And not in terms of like the composition, but in terms of the sound. Like it's just, it's a really solid groove. It feels super legit. But then when the melody comes mm-hmm. in, it's so kind of quirky cute. Yeah. Um, I think this would be perfect for like an iOS game. That's what I was because thinking. Because of the, those extreme disparity in the frequencies it's a very easily identifiable melody yeah and it's the kind of thing where it's like even just on kind of crappy little speakers it would cut sound down low you'd be that's an interesting point i don't know how conscious that was but i definitely enjoyed that aspect of contrast because you're right the melody is so high up and it's on this fm bell instrument that sounds Uh kind of like genesis and yeah that is the only thing that sounds like inherently fake where everything else sounds a little bit more real. Well, there's also an effect of the melody where it's like so simple to the point that there's something kind of modern actually about it. Like it's really memorable, but it's Mm -hmm. not exactly like complimenting the chords in a way that feels like classic video games. It's one of those simple lines where it's like, you actually, you could make an argument and maybe it's not even a melody. It's sure. almost just like a, a groove or a riff Well, it get, or something. The, there's kind of like a... It just feels like a little bit contemporary because it ends up creating some dissonance yeah. with the chords. But it, it, it's that kind of thing with like excessive simplicity where it's like you take a concept that's kind of tried and true, yeah. but you push it so far that it ends up creating something new. Well, it's well, really awesome. My experiment with this track was the, holding on that E for every single chord so whether you're going from you know e minor f major 7 g6 keeping that e in there a Uh minor like no matter what that e is always kind of in there and i think that was kind of maybe what drew my ear sure when i was making this one but well next we're gonna move uh to something that our brother marty wrote um some of you may remember a couple summers ago we were all involved in this original musical called fire flower which was essentially like a video game come to life it's sort so of like fun. if you take the story of super mario brothers one and act it out on stage as a musical it, it was a complete blast and a great idea um marty not only wrote the show but he wrote all the music in it and he starred as the lead character i was the villain and yeah, you can Carl find it on youtube sort of guys. sidekick yeah it was a it was a real blast and i mean i think we're all super proud of how it came out and it was just I don't, one of those unforgettable experiences uh we played a few songs from firefly i remember mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, um, Marty, I think, live sang one of the numbers and then you of the sang show, one. and then I did one last year. Um, and so we're going to play the opening number of the show. It's called Here We Go, and this is sort of when our hero sets off on a journey in a new world. Here we go. shoulders hear me sing and i'll bring down the boulders let them roll i'll be strolling all day here one big world without a drop in a rain here we go through the trees and the flowers birds and bees take it easy for hours i don't mind i'm just fine 
up there and fly Here we go to the right Can't go left here Can't go back But it's fine if I'm left here There's no stopping I'll hop till I'm stuck I'll be running amok What incredible luck Here we go Where we go I don't give And that's when he runs into my character, Maslow. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so many good memories. Such a great song. Oh, gosh. It's, it's a funny wonderful that song. demo because, yeah. you know, I'm just so used to, you know, actually hearing Marty sing it live on stage, you know, when we practiced and performed it so many times. Well, what's so great about Here We Go, it feels like this thing you can't imagine the show without it. It's such a great way to start it, in my opinion. But uh, it actually wasn't the original um, song. There was another right. song called Here We Go that Marty wrote, and we even had the... Um, the 8-bit sequencing and everything done for it and I think like I remember even the first time he showed me there was this little kind of apprehension that like sure you know, maybe it'll be changed at some point but I mm. remember when Marty sent, and this is actually one of the few tracks that I had no involvement at all on the sequencing, sequencing. Set, yeah. Marty just sent me the finished like this demo and I just loved it's it it's really good it was like to me it almost made the entire show and it was just it's a perfect way to start off and I love the idea for a song here we go because that's like Mario's catchphrase mm -hmm. but it's a great title for it's a show it's one of the best songs it establishes in the show. Yeah. his character and one, one of the fun things in case you haven't you know seen the show we did this little kind of gimmick where to simulate the effect of scrolling we had um these two sort of stage crew assistants garbed in black that would carry these pieces of the set and, and they'd scroll move them, across them from stage. like right to left so it looked like he was walking it was a lot of fun well now we're going to move on to another track of mine this was something i made a little kind of small little audio portfolio this fall because there is this chance that um, a friend of a friend may have needed music for this kind of short film. He was working uh -huh. on this short documentary, or not documentary, but short film series, web series he was making. Never really heard anything more from it, but I made this little kind of quick portfolio of some kind of more, uh, I guess, maybe more serious kind of cues. Not video game music. I wanted to show him that, you right. know, I could do different kinds of stuff. So this is one of the things that I wrote. I didn't really name the tracks that much. So the only thing that I named this one was Tragic Orchestral. So it's just kind of this chamber string ensemble group. Nice. So hope you guys enjoy Tragic Orchestral. just listened to uh, an original piece I wrote this fall called Tragic Orchestral. That's really pretty, man. Yeah, Thanks. it's funny you said definitely not video game music, but I mean, I think it would definitely be at home at um, 
I don't know, like a like a modern Final Fantasy game or something. Yeah, I, I guess mean, I, what I mean by that is not Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't give this guy uh, my SoundCloud that just had all these Sonic-esque sure. stuff, so I wanted to make a little portfolio. Yeah, really pretty. I love the kind of series of suspensions. And Thanks, dude. The yeah. little heart moment and the mm-hmm. kind of Dorian modal stuff. I mean, it, it, you know, it's not, it, it's not as kind of like boring and minimal as a lot of like modern film music. It's a right. little bit more... Yeah, generously I, emotional. I yeah, guess. I should show you this whole little uh, sampler sometime. But I think I wrote maybe I want to say like six little things, and I just did it all one day. I had a sure. day off work, and I just kind of spent the day writing stuff, and it was a really fun day. I spent the day writing, and I recorded ideas, mostly MIDI performance, and then I would sequence the ones I really liked, and just made this portfolio. and And it was it was a really fun kind of experience to just quickly write a lot of music and put it together. And some of the things I wrote were a lot more ambient, like very kind of creepy and, sure and then i i made one that was a little bit more like almost like a western kind of sound and right different stuff like that so yeah i have one other one from this later today that i'll play but yeah i think it's time to move on to a track of yours nice well i'm gonna play something from hello world uh nice if you're unfamiliar this was a double album that the three of us carl marty and myself worked on and released last year um, the sort of the A side was a homage to Super Mario World, and the B side was an homage to Yoshi's Island. Um, I'm going to play a track that I wrote for um, the second album, which is called Journey to Dino Island. Um, this is a track called Score, and this is meant to be sort of like after you complete a level, the kind mm-hmm. of fanfarish music that would accompany. Let's check it out. <laughs> Awesome. I love to hear an original short loop. You know, we talk so much on the podcast how we love short loops. We've had episodes dedicated to it. So it's always fun to hear a brand new piece of music that is kind of honoring that tried and true tradition of short loop video game well, music. And the original uh, track, it's called Goal and Score mm-hmm. um, from Yoshi's Island. It's just always been one of my favorites. Like, it just so impressed me. And I wanted to do something that really wasn't kind of invading the territory of that piece at all, but yeah. capturing that really fun melodic energy this ended up being i don't know one of the pieces i'm most proud of of the whole thing just because not that it's necessarily the most impressive but it's the one that i feel like i got maybe the most right maybe most on the nose as far as actually being yeah able and to it fit doesn't really Mario owe game. that much to the original thing musically mm-hmm. so i i don't know I, I was always happy with that one yeah that one was so cool and also this was one of the tracks i did most of the sequencing on the project but this was one of the tracks that wills just sent me the f- completely finished track so right. it, it was it's always a cool experience when that happens when it's just you just get sent an mp3 and it's like oh this is a Mario song. I'm like listening for the first time, and it's like, wow, this is just a lot. Well, Mario one, song. You know, it's like you. Was you there any like that? Guessing yourself. Was there any like that for me that you guys experienced where yeah, you just got uh, the full the track? Map from. Uh, oh, the Bowser one. The Bowser map and yeah. the cave. 
Um, oh, and yeah. the actually no, some of the other ones you would send like demos, and right. we, we would make notes. Yeah, I the think my I favorite one, one that you sent me was the title screen to the. I think it was just called "Welcome to Dino Island." Down on Dino God, Island. God <laughs> damn, I love that song. Like it was so exciting, and because I remember the demo, like kind of not getting it. Cause yeah, the kalimba sound like was really out of tune. Sure. But when you sent me the finished track, I'm like, <laughs> this is killer. Like I don't know. It, it was almost was better. So, yeah, I was so jealous of how you were able to do that. Oh, thanks, man. It was almost better that I sent you kind of like a crappy demo, so that you're like, sure. yeah, I guess this works. And yeah, because it was just like a weird experience because you think it's in one key and then the melody comes. Up and you're like oh but then when you hear the actual thing it's just like i don't know so yoshi i love that track. that's awesome well well i'm really excited to move on to this next track this is definitely my favorite track of mine that i'm bringing in today uh i, I had a great time making this this is a jazz fusion track called back in orbit um and i recorded all the instruments myself i actually made a video of this that i put up on youtube which is just you know kind of one of those classic youtube videos of just you know a person playing all the different parts and sure. stuff uh gives you something to watch while you're listening to music on youtube uh really happy with how this one turned out i wanted to make a, a jazz fusion track that was catchy because one of my favorite things about we talked about this before on the podcast but what i love is is in video games you get uh jazz fusion jazz fusion influence but it's always digestible and catchy that's one of the things i wanted to capture in this track so i hope you guys enjoy back in orbit brother brings the goods does he ever bring them we're listening to back in orbit composed by carl thanks Dude, so much man good work i really <laughs> like it i was really um for some reason inspired particularly when i was working on this i i just had this idea in my head maybe not in my head but like in some part of me where i was like i want this particular oh, sound it's just great yeah i love the chord progression it just makes me eternally like groove it's so comfortable like <laughs> oh i just love it it's like really optimistic it has that little yeah. turn at the end where it still feels like in just in terms of the chord progression it's going on a journey but it's like every single moment is like pure pleasure you know <laughs> oh, thanks oh. 
really groovy. Yeah, it was one of the funnest tracks that I've worked on in a long time. I just had a great time performing it. I actually had this synth that I got recently, this really nice synthesizer, uh, this Micron, and I was just recording a lot of the parts on there and then, you know, doing real guitar and all kinds of fun stuff. I don't know. It was just a blast to make this one, yeah, so this happy is, to show it. This is the kind of stuff that I just want you to keep doing. I could maybe do a whole album like this. I mean, not, not even an album. Just only write music like this. <laughs> like, this is, this is you at your best. God, that's Thanks, great. dude. Thank you so much. Really profoundly wonderful. Well, what um, do you have next? So, yeah, it's cool that you said that was the thing you're most proud of. This is the thing I'm most proud of. And it's exactly the same genre. No, it's completely different. <laughs> this is, uh, it, we'll really talk about, like, what have we been doing lately. This is yeah. what I've been doing, like, all fall. You That's know, true. You wrote an album, and I wrote an orchestra piece. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I this is something I, I was prompted to do it, um, actually, for class in school. It was one of the pieces I was required to make but it was also um it's something i'm going to be submitting to an orchestra competition in duluth so hopefully good things happen this is a piece called triumph in glory it's sort of it, it was my idea of I, I wanted to make an orchestra piece that you know was melodic and tuneful and positive and all the things i could really get behind but something that could also work in a concert setting that wasn't really overtly film music-y i mean obviously right. it has those influences but you know it's not kind of segueing into all these different things it's very straightforward kind of march really melodic um very regal for sure yeah exactly um i'm really happy with how it came out and yeah i'm excited to share it let's take a listen to triumph and glory
gosh, that's awesome, dude. This is Triumph and Glory composed by Will. This is such a great piece, dude. Thanks, you should man. be really happy with this. And also the sequencing, great job on, on, on this, you know, this little mock-up that you made here. It sounds really expressive. I can't wait to hopefully one day hear a full, you know, orchestral recording on yeah, this. That's the idea. Because this kind of thing, um, maybe we've talked about it a little bit, but in sort of the classical music sphere, there can sometimes be a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say snobbish, but yeah, I'll say snobbish attitude <laughs> towards uh, kind of overtly melodic, tuneful fun, music. Fun music. So I yeah. wanted to make something that I felt could exist really... in both worlds. Yeah. Almost. Well, so th dude, that's what makes me so happy is um, just imagine for me to imagine like uh, actual orchestra playing that intro, which to me sounds so Japanese and right. so video game and like exactly. galaxy and wonderful. Well, I, that I, makes I, me really the happy. The form of it, it's it's kind of like a rondo, which is. A rondo is a form that's like A, B, A, C, A, D, yeah. where you, you have this theme that you keep going back to. So I, I wanted to do something where it could exist in a world of classical music. You know, it, right. it doesn't really, this would be kind of too overt for a movie and mm -hmm. it wouldn't really fit at, at home in a video game. It, it kind of sounds like a concert piece of music. It's just really melodic and it captures a lot of my influences some of which are you know composers like john williams some of which are you know video game music i think you mentioned yeah there's a little bit of probably some mario galaxy mm -hmm. influence it's there's, such a fun combination there's that b section that has the um english horn that we were listening to that i i, I think i was very influenced by resistance and extermination oh, the gravity yes. rush yes. track for I that i can see that i really yeah. wanted to do something that's like great. That. Oh, that's just so cool. Well, cool. We're going to just, I love how diverse this playlist is. We're going to really change it up, uh, play a track of mine. This is an FM chip tune through and through. Uh, it's not like before where I was kind of playing those kind of quasi FM, but had some modern, this is all FM here, uh, kind of a 16 bit feel here. Um, I wasn't necessarily thinking about limitations as far as channels or anything goes. Uh, I just wanted to make a groovy FM track. So I hope you guys enjoy flip and trip.
guys for listening to Flippin' Trip, which is a new FM chiptune that I composed a couple months ago. This is really fun. I really like it. Yeah. It, gosh, what a diverse playlist we're having today. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? This is going to be so much fun. I like that clap sound that I got. Yeah, it reminds me of like Sonic y or this, something. This yeah, track, actually, this track really reminds me of Streets of Rage. Yeah, it has a little bit of Streets of Rage. For me, I have some Matt Furnace influence in here oh, as well, sure. as well as some Super Fantasy Zone. Nice. It's kind of the hodgepodge that I was thinking about when I made this track. Just kind of testing out, really made this to test out a new um, plugin that I got, which captures a little bit oh, really? more of the bite. What's the plugin called? I think it's called Ox FM, O X E. Huh. And it has a lot more grit and bite than VOPM does, which is sure. what was always lacking for me with that. But, well, dude, this is very exciting. I'm going to let you take the reins here to unveil the next track. So this is something that's been in development for quite a while. Uh, Carl and I were um, asked to write music for this incredibly unique game. The game um, <laughs> might give you a hint as to what it is. It's called uh, Softu Litla Tofan Min. Um, and so it's an Icelandic, uh, fairy tale and the game, if you've ever played, you know, any old games like Zork, you know, it's a, it's a text game. It's a kind of a choose your own adventure. In a yeah. Way. I, I think it's, it's really well done. It's kind of like an interactive novel, beautifully written, but it's, it's written in that like second person. So kind of like if you played Zork where it's talking to you, it's saying you are this, you mm-hmm. did this. Um, so it does feel interactive in that sense. And we were asked to compose just one piece of music. Um, and it's a lullaby. Uh, so this is actually, it's a piece that I wrote. Um, and it, it was asked to be sort of from the perspective of a mother to a daughter singing to a child. Kind of uses a pre-existing yeah, it, Icelandic it, poem. Yeah, it's adapted from an existing Icelandic poem. And I was asked to set it to music. And so it's been sort of a long process, sort of transliterating it, um, writing the music, and ultimately getting it recorded with a vocalist. I, I think it's safe to say... Um, we're all proud of it. The I think the four of us who worked on it, mm-hmm. Carl, myself, Marty, and our sister-in-law, Alvina, um, who thanks to everyone who helped make this possible. Um, but we're excited to unveil um, this piece, which is called Little Fox of Mine. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Little Fox of Mine, which was composed by Will. This is a track for a very soon-to-be-released game. Yeah, you can actually find uh, the demo exists already online. I'm so happy with how this turned out. It, it was really a long process. I think one of the things, just a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes stuff of... Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I needed a way of being able to teach the vocalist how to sing in Icelandic and I needed to learn how to sing in Icelandic myself and so that was actually a lot of the work and then just speaking back and forth with the developer about Mm -hmm. um making sure I was pronouncing everything right and that the stresses were all working but I'm just I was really happy after I wrote the piece with how it came out of just kind of capturing the tone because the text it's very moody it's very dark and even the tone of the game is very much like that the sort of um the impression of death and darkness is kind of all around it I gotta say it's a one of the darkest lullabies I've ever heard yeah Um, so that's that was sort of the challenge because you know it's like when I think of a lullaby I think of something really kind of sweet and yeah, simple. Yeah, but that would not have fit the text at all yeah, so or I, the I, tone of the game. Yeah, no, this is so cool. I'm really excited because, you know, on our original music page, this represents such a nice contrast from everything else we've done. Right. Uh, I think hopefully it's the beginning of some examples of maybe showing well, I think some for diversity. Me, I, I really was so grateful to get to work on something that was this artistic, to work on something, mm-hmm. you know, to work on like a, a text game that has all this deep rich context and characters and you know it's this period thing and it's having to do with Icelandic folklore like I don't know it, it definitely didn't feel like disparaging you know like oh you're just working on a video game you know like it, it really felt more like I was somehow working on a novel sure writing music to accompany a novel that's it was really just wonderful that's that's awesome well yeah we're now going to move on to something very different uh the only thing that you could link these two songs together is that this does have some sort of vocals in it <laughs> this is a track of mine it's a dance uh, track. I guess it definitely has some Daft Punk influence. I will say, right. it was me. I was borrowing uh, this synthesizer uh, from my friend, this R two, and it has a vocoder on it. So it was kind of just a fun little experiment in using the vocoder and trying to make like a synth dance pop track. Uh, so yeah, I had a fun time making this track. I hope you guys enjoy. One more look.
kind of getting daft punky there with you guys. This is One More Look, a track that uh, I composed and performed on. Nice, dude. Yeah, it really does sound like Daft Punk. It's fun hearing your vo- your voice in a vocoder. Because <laughs> I can still tell that it's you. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, you'd think in some ways would a vocoder completely mask someone's voice, but not really. I mean, you still have your own... I'm still getting the consonants, you know. That's true. At the very least. It's fun to sing in a vocoder because it always sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the pitch goes, you know. Makes you sound like a robot. And you can also adjust the vibrato on the synthesizer, actually. So the vibrato you're hearing is like a synth vibrato. Right. I always think that's one of my favorite things about vocoders. It's just really like another synth instrument in a lot of ways. It really, it's kind of like if a robot were to sing. This is another kind of music that I just absolutely love to write. And I could see myself just, you know, doing an album of this kind of stuff too. For sure. Yeah, I think it suits your style pretty well. Well, th- we're going to sort of have three voice things back to back. Crazy. This is something I did in the summer. Uh, if you guys you know, are familiar with our show or have been listening for a while, you probably know that um, we're both, but I mean, me in particular, I'm just obsessed with the piece Magical Voice Shower Oh yeah, from Poppin' Music 12 mm-hmm. uh, by the wonderful group, uh, two brothers actually, called Dreamline Out. It's one of just maybe my favorite things ever made. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of sad because when you listen to it, it's just like, I want a, like, a whole career of people just making stuff like this. Or if not but anything, a whole album. Like <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's really nothing else like it. So um, so you wanted to make something. I, I, and, I, you know, I think we'd both taken our stab at doing like a fun video game acapella piece in the past. Yeah. But I wasn't satisfied with that. Like I wanted to go back and like really look at the things about mm-hmm. Magical Voice Shower that I thought made it work and do kind of try to recapture, you know, yeah. not, not try to emulate it, but do something that, you know, if there was, say, a another album of, this could be on the album yeah this could exactly. be on an album of acapella well this music, is a so. really cool acapella track that i helped will with uh, as far as the recording and the mixing we i had a great time working on will with this yeah i i i, th- I recorded all the um all the voice stuff on my own and then i went to carl and then we did some of the mixing and we also i recorded all the vocal together. percussion with you that yeah day. i remember yeah, i remember i was like will give me like a pa Pa, pa. <laughs> that was right. a fun day. So, yeah, it, it's a very kind of edited, auto-tuned kind of piece. But, you know, it's meant to sound um, just like a classic, maybe 16-bit video game piece. So I've named it Super Dream Zone in the style of great Japanese video game music. So let's take a listen. <laughs> Da 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 da
It kind of reminds me of like a early drive time radio exactly. jingle. Dude, that's exactly what I was going for. I want like a <laughs> 1950s like yeah. FM top 40 thing. hits. Yeah, because oh, that's one of my favorite things about acapella music is when you get that level of jazz harmony. Yeah, dude, this is just the most fun. Oh Thank gosh, you. I'm so glad you wrote this, and it was a pleasure to to work on this with you. This is so fun. Yeah, I'm I, I'm really I'm really happy with how it turned out. I mean, I, I I still don't feel like we were quite able to capture like the exact production of Magical mm-hmm. Voice Shower. But we definitely got closer than we did the, like before with the other yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's we got close. It, it'll be impossible to capture. I mean, it's that's just one of those magical pieces of music in general. Like, I yeah. feel like if you had to show aliens human music, like I, that would be one of the things <laughs> I would select as an ambassador. Just it's so it's. So so good and I don't know it's very inspired by it. but it was it's fun doing something like this it's almost like the closest thing I'll ever get to writing like a sonic tune or something I love it well now we're going to move on to a track of mine this is a funk piece of music that I also made this past fall um, this was I was kind of trying out some recording in my house we actually I recorded these drums these are this is myself playing drums here uh, in the you know in our basement so it was kind of just a little bit of an experiment of trying, you know, a little bit of a drum mic set up, and I made a funk tune out of it. So this is Clean Your Room. I hope you guys enjoy this tune.
Cool, you guys are listening to Clean Your Room, which is an original funk track that I recorded this fall, uh, played all the instruments on here. Now you're hearing a kind of over-the-top synth solo at the end, but this was a blast to make. Yeah, man. Funky. You really are born to write funk music. You know know what I'm kind of enjoying is, this is a diverse playlist, but I feel like it's almost just diverse because it's both of us branching out in the directions that we like really want to ultimately get to. It's like you doing like this instrumental jazzy funk stuff Mm -hmm. and me doing like more, I don't know, not classical, but just, you know, stuff with voice and piano sure. and orchestra. And it's so kind it, of both of our bags. Yeah, you know? it's really fun. I, but what I, I one of my favorite things about collaborating with you is that when we can meet in the middle and do something that both of us kind of can Well, I think it also shows love. like the things that we both like are there's something universal about it and it's like that's why our common ground is video game music yeah. you know it's like that's really great classic mm-hmm. melodic stuff it's like that we both resonate with it has enough of all the elements that we're both looking for well i'm excited to move on to this next track of yours because it reminds me of my time in college i played a lot of pieces like this you wrote a piece for a percussion ensemble yeah which i was in yeah so in this is a um this percussion ensemble consists of a marimba vibraphone and glockenspiel and so this is something i had to do as an assignment for class for i could choose the instruments um but you know a lot of people doing a percussion ensemble piece they they maybe would do something not pitched at all or at the very least they do something with like more of a rhythmic emphasis i wanted to do something that had a very clear Melody. And Most of the of pieces sweet. we played were minimalism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to do something not, not really. Again, it's like what I was trying to do with the orchestra piece, where it's like, cause, I don't know. It's important for me in everything I write to be true to like what I believe in, almost like sure. especially the stuff I do at school. Like I want to, you know, learn what I'm learning, but also be able to infuse it with kind of the things I believe in about melody and harmony, what have you. Cool. Um, and so to me, this is a piece that actually did have a lot of influence from video games so let's take a listen to the tin candle Thank you. 
this is so beautiful. You guys are listening to The Tin Candle, which is a percussion ensemble piece composed by Will Brueggemann. Great job on this, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, I was really excited about this. It's something I wrote pretty early on in the semester. Um, it was kind of the thing, you know, I was kind of having that week where nothing I was writing was really clicking just in any kind of fashion, you know, for class or just otherwise. And then when I had this idea, just that melody just really appealed to me. And the idea that it was something simple enough that could be passed around to the different instruments. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just I liked having that kind of very simple harmony, just that oscillation between those two chords but mm-hmm. something with a very clear melody at the very least you know you could leave listening to the piece and hum the melody what i was yeah. going for something that sort of using classical music or i don't know symphonic music is in an idiom that is not excluding kind of the common person yeah i love that that's great well i'm gonna play um my last track of the day here uh this is from that same instrumental portfolio that i made uh this past fall and this is a piano piece uh it's very simple it's called mellow piano hope you guys enjoy You guys just listen to mellow piano which i think is a fitting that's title. really pretty it reminds me of Thank some you. of the music from undertale particularly there's a track called snowy which yeah. at the very least has a very similar piano production sound but sure. kind of similar nature in terms of uh i don't know the emotional quality of it yeah this is this was a fun one to do because i i wanted to make a little piano piece that was very very simple and that kind of, right. I wanted to have a, you know, a, a assortment of tracks that had a contrast of emotions, you know? So I had ones that were pretty epic and big, and then I had ones like this that were trying to just be as restrained almost as possible. Must be a Brueggemann thing. We really like simplicity, you mm-hmm. know? I think, I don't know, there's, there's something about, it's just, I guess, I don't know, it's a little bit like unpretentious maybe. Maybe. Um, and it, I don't know. There's just something about like the more complex something gets, it's yeah, just I like was, eliminating Yeah, I mean, I was really like, drawn to to when I was writing, I was like less, 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 less. And yeah. those two chords, there's something I was drawn to and having that repeated note, I, I just found it kind of well, powerful I think the composers that can express so much with like such a brief concise statement i mean those are the people that we tend to well before everybody falls asleep well why don't you wake us all up with a track of yours here 
So this is going to be my last one for the day. Uh, this is a track from Mega Buster. This is the the last thing after we've done this. We'll have played everything from Mega Buster. Uh, <laughs> this is sort of the final boss theme of the album. And it's does called, it ever rock? Yeah, it's called Showdown with Dr. Billy. Let's take a listen. <laughs> I had a great time today. I know Will did as well. Thank you so much, everybody, for checking in with us and allowing us to share some of our music with you today. Yeah, we're wrapping up our eighth season, and Crazy. we are approaching... Um, the big 200. Yeah, 200 episodes. This is episode 198, so we only have two more to go. Stick with us next week for 199, and then definitely be sure to stick with us for episode 200. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, we actually, we've already um, recorded our mm-hmm. 200th episode. We had to do it out of order. Uh, yeah, just because the, the way, you know, everyone's schedules um, worked out, but... It, yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, it's emotional time really thinking back on um, yeah. all the great memories I have of this show and working on stuff together and doing mm-hmm. these original showcases. It's like, I don't know, it, it, I never would have imagined, you know, like when we were working on some of those albums like of Cosmic Proportions or Mega Buster that it's like that would have felt so long ago. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. Like, it, it, it's just crazy how I'm already nostalgic yeah. for those things and it's and fun to keep doing to these original too. showcases but realizing that it's just like we aren't because we're you know we live in different places mm-hmm. now like we're not doing as much composing together um, but you know what's nice we're is gonna the track have the chance gonna, in the next few days yeah though. the track we're gonna play you out with is uh, something that we did work on together and there's some exciting news because that project is sort of getting up and running again so yeah. we're gonna have some opportunities to work together it's a 16 bit style kind of side-scrolling Norse influenced yeah. game and I'm so like I really couldn't have been it. more excited to get the email um, saying that yeah so we're going to be able to do more music for it which we can't we've played a couple tracks for you before from this project we're going to play another this is the stage select composed by myself and Will we hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you next week my name is Carl Brugman and I'm his brother Will Brugman have a great week everyone peace out peace <laughs> out